You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us, Mike Branham, coming at us from Denver, Colorado. And he has over 20 years of experience in the real estate technology space. He's been a part of many different successful PropTech startups. We've talked a lot about PropTech on our show. And his PropTech company specifically catered the multifamily industry. So couldn't be on a better show than this, right, Mike? And, um, you know, Mike's been around. He helped launch Red. Rent Bits, which is a pretty, um, you know, fast-growing company in 2008. If any of you remember Rent Bits, and um, you know, is, have a, has a lot of, you know, prop tech experience. You know, recently as well, he's now the director of multifamily sales at Point Central, which is what we're going to focus our conversation on here, which is a property automation platform to apartment owners and operators. So very simply, it's uh, I believe it's owned by Alarm.com which is in over 6 million homes across the United States and really excited to have him here. And um, obviously there's been a lot of changes uh, to the operations side and how we you know real estate operators, or at least I hope the good ones would implement, you know, different technology to streamline their operations, you know, reduce costs, um, you know, increase uh, revenue uh, by being able to track in real time what exactly is going on at your property. So, uh, so th- thanks for coming on, Mike. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Good to be here. Appreciate you having me. Awesome. So uh, talk about just your high level on kind of 2022 and moving forward. You know, there's a lot of owners and operators in the multifamily space. Some have been around uh, longer than others. Um, and it's kind of, I would say, a little challenging to get the older owners over to implement some technology. Um, newer newer operators seem more open to it. So um, kind of high level on the market and then love to hear about what's going on at Point Central. Sure. Thanks. Well, I, I think to, to kind of look at today and tomorrow, we, we may have to look back, you know, a, a little bit. And, and from what I've seen and experienced, um, I, I helped co-found the industry's first sort of smart apartment platform called Remotely several years ago. And, and at the time, it was really ahead of its time. Um, and then, you know, you know, fast forward to 2017 and, and the smart home movement started to gain some legs. You know, um, we, we saw a lot of attention, early attention from Google and, and from Amazon. So, so that, that's, that exists. Um, what's been interesting to me is, you know, a handful of years ago, you know, going to a lot of the industry events and trade shows and serving on panels, it, it really centered around the resident piece and how can we sort of monetize this amenity um, to fuel rent growth? And, and that's still a thing today. But but what's really been, been most eye-opening for me is, is the triggering event it w- was COVID. Um, what that sort of forced for, you know, to your point, kind of out with the old, in with the new. I, I think a lot of folks were forced to look at the new um, because COVID was something that had to be, it needed a response. And it started with self-guided tours. And that was a way for owners and operators to say, 
hey, people still need a place to live. How do we provide this in a safe, convenient way, even when our leasing specialists may be working from home? Maybe when we've sort of drawn down hours of operation for our staff because of you know, um, you know, their comfort level and interacting in, in, in maybe a, a smaller model apartment unit uh, with someone that, uh, that may or may not have had COVID. Like, you know, that was a thing. Um, so self-guided tours was that triggering event. And, and to me, what it inspired was kind of a full technology evaluation of access control, guest entry, in-unit technology and the like. And so you have these smart home ecosystems that, that can do all of those things. You know, it doesn't have to be fragmented. And I think that's where a lot of operators saw an opportunity to, to sort of untangle the different technologies that may have existed. They, they have an intercom or a guest entry solution that didn't talk to the access control solution and none of it talked to the in-unit solution and maybe none of it integrated with their property management software. So, so there was this moment uh, where, where groups were able to say, okay, we, we like this as an amenity for our residents. Our, our residents are demanding technology. Some of them are even bringing in their own smart home technology type devices. But how does it work for us? And I think that's where, where this movement is, is really gaining a lot of traction, that it, it really checks boxes for sort of everyone. And I like to say that it's one of those, th- those products or solutions or technologies that can, it, it's, it's better for the building, it's better for the staff, it's better for the asset owner and operator, and it's great for the resident too. So it's, that, that's what I've seen over the last, you know, several years in, in five minutes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And, and who would you say your archetype customer is for this, you know, what you're working on today? Uh, I, there's a lot of different technology where they're utilizing, you mentioned, incom, you know, uh, intercom systems, which look works great for walk-up uh, apartment buildings, you know, uh, I would say four stories and up, and let's say a minimum of 20 units or whatever the case may be. Um, for something like that, and that talks to different systems as well, probably doesn't make sense for maybe standalone single-story assets that are, you know, on the same lot, but they're, you know, apart from each other. Um or maybe it does. I don't know. Um, love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, so guest entry or, or the intercom is something that's been around for, for a really long time. And, and to your point, whether that's garden style or mid-rise, high-rise, you know, that's, that's something that's been in place. Um, you know, again, with COVID and even pre-COVID, package delivery has been just kind of this uh, this wave of, of challenge for multifamily staff members because they, they've almost become part-time or even full-time package management personnel. Um, you know, so so you know, you, you take that on its own, and just this influx of more folks just clicking and, and having Amazon come to them. Um, you take prospective residents that are showing up for a self-guided tour that need to pass through that common area access point. Then you take. Um, you know, meal delivery and, and dog walkers, just other folks that, that they don't work at the property, they don't live at the property, but they need access to the property. So what we've seen is a lot of intercoms that, you know, maybe, you know, some of the telephone based intercoms that have been out there for a while, these legacy systems that need to be monetized in a way that allows for third parties to access or these modern video type intercoms that sort of give someone you know, a, a visual verification, you know, video call that streams to the app to, to you know, either enable or disable access. Uh, where that fits, 
seemingly is it most properties nowadays, just because it's this, you know, in some ways it's been viewed as a barrier. It's really more of like a filter or an opportunity to, to make sure you know who's on property, when they're there, why they're there, and if you're going to enable that type of access. So, so we're seeing that gain a lot of traction, but kind of going back to some of the initial points, those types of systems have to integrate with the larger kind of smart home or the technology ecosystem. Otherwise, they do become a barrier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, does it integrate? How important is it to integrate it with maybe the HVAC uh, components and maybe uh, leak, de- leak detection uh, in toilets? So, you know, we're talking about different types of sensors for maybe water and some other things. So um, I see a lot of different maybe companies that either came out in 2020 or I don't even know if they're still going to be around, but um, they seem to just do one thing and then you have to sign up for, you know, different services through 10 different vendors. So um, like you said, they don't talk to each other and that's when you're, you know, trying to manage a, you know, I would say, for this, a lot of it, I'm sure, is used in maybe Class B, Class A properties. Um, it, it's just it becomes a nightmare for management. Uh, so, what 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 type of properties has this been used under? You know, it's I, I haven't really seen it. We own a lot of I would say Class C, C plus properties, so we haven't seen a lot of that. We do have intercoms. Um, you know, some other components um to um you know what we're talking about uh we don't have so just love to hear that as well sure you know to take any property and and technology can can probably make things better whether it's better for the residents better for the staff um is it a risk mitigation type of a tool for an aging asset we're seeing it everywhere. Um, you know, I think the, the tip of the spear on adoption was sort of class A, new construction, have to have it. They want to future-proof and modernize. Um, you know, class A's and really class B that's saying, hey, the B's not trying to be an A, but it wants to be the best darn B on the block, right? Um, there's a really sort of simple way to, to provide uh, you know, a modern type of an amenity, but also just sort of, you know, take a look at, at the entire technology package and say, wow, I, I think a community technology package makes sense here because it starts to actually loop in, you know, access control, guest entry, in-unit technology. It integrates with their Yardi or RealPage or, or whatever primary property management software they're utilizing. Um, so we're seeing that student housing, absolutely. You know, the students today, they, they've never, they haven't existed in a world without their phone. Um, so, so they're really demanding that type of technology. A lot of the student housing assets that are out there are, are extremely nice, um, you know, really, you know, higher end on the rent scale, um, very nice sort of off-campus type living. And there's a need, especially when you have two, three, four, five students in, in a particular unit, there's a need to have sort of seamless access to, to the property. Um, and definitely a, a massive opportunity for energy recapture, just because there may be kind of first time, you know, away from the nest, they, they may not know how to utilize energy consumption or conservation in a way that that maybe um, they would a little bit further along in uh, in their lives. So, you know, there's a different types of asset classes and, and profiles that this is now making sense for. We're even seeing it in more of the workforce housing environment where they're saying, hey, look, this is an aged asset. We may not be really moving forward with this because of the resident benefits, 
but we have an aging HVAC system. We want to be proactively alerted when there's a problem. So we take this kind of maintenance model that used to be very reactive. We shift it from proactive to even preventative where you're you're being notified if there is uh, a water leak or even being notified when there's high flow in a certain unit that, you know, kind of that invisible silent killer of water that you don't know if it's running 200 gallons a day until you see your water bill. Let's start notifying folks in advance of those things from taking place. And that makes a lot of sense for, you know, for a workforce housing type product product that may be operating on a smaller budget. Right. And now let's say it is workforce housing type product and you're, you know, I'm assuming you're working with the property owners, right? hundred percent of the time. Um, so how does that work in terms of setting up? And, you know, if your goal is to have an all-encompassing platform that manages all those different categories, is it, do the owners get to pick and choose what they want in terms of what's being offered and who sets it up? How long does it take to set up? Obviously there's probably different pricing models in terms of upfront and ongoing. So love to hear those. Point. Sure. You know, for, for us, it, it's really in everyone in the space, really, if, if we're if we're doing what what we should be doing, it's it's really being consultative and trying to understand what's really the end game here. You know, what what's the desire for the property? What, what are you looking to accomplish? Um, you know, if there's a history of, of, of water issues, a history of maybe HVAC issues, you know, maybe you start with thermostats and sensors. If there's an opportunity to to weave in access control and intercom entry, and there's interest in self-guided tours, then, then you, you have to really, you know, take that, 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 that owner or operator kind of through the journey of what, what a community automation platform looks like and identify the areas where, wow, we didn't know that that could help us in that way. Um, you know, so, you know, being really consultative and, and being a guide throughout the process is extremely important. And then identifying the types of products and services that, that make sense. Um, overall, what, what I love about this is, you know, a lot of changes that we have in multifamily, whether, you know, we're changing things cosmetically, um, carpet paint, whatever the case may be, it's pretty time and labor um, intensive, right? When we talk about the technology aspect of this, you know, whether it's lights, locks, thermostats, sensors, you know, you can get in and out of a unit in 30 to 40 minutes. Um, you know, we get, you know, and now you take a, your basic 200 unit community, you're not talking about a long turnaround time to get in and out of each unit because it's a really a cookie cutter install. Uh, once you do it once or twice in, in the community, then you sort of rinse and repeat. Um, and then from there, just syncing it with the property management software, which, you know, um, you know Point Central and, and other types of groups have these integrations in place. This is a really quick retrofit turnaround time without having to get behind the walls, get into the ground. You know, for us, we're cellular, so you know we don't have to you know implement community Wi-Fi to to ensure this is going to work. Right. No, completely understood. So, um, so on the ground, I think you answered most of the question. I guess you you really work with the property managers in terms of what they think would be beneficial, and then the owners obviously. Um, because there might, there might be a disconnect between the two. Um, but, uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so in terms of the other features, so we talked a lot about, you know, I love the word preventative maintenance, you know, especially with alerts. Um, and then let's, so let's talk a little bit more about the integration side, which will be the, the last point of focus on the podcast type of thing. Um, you know, you mentioned Yardi, um, what other property management software does this integrate with? And 
kind of how does how does it integrate? Um, you know, you mentioned alerts. So do the alerts show up on the property management software as well? Like what's the integration? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great question. So, you know, be, being on site, what we've learned is that, you know, day to day that they're, if you're a Yardie shop, whether it's Yardie, RealPage, Entrada, you know, uh, Resmond, whether you're, the, whatever platform you're working on, you're usually sort of living in that system. And, and the goal is when you implement community technology solution, uh, we want to keep you there. We want to keep you in that system. So you're not having to kind of log in and out of different platforms and having to remember, you know, you shouldn't have to duplicate data in multiple systems. So, so the goal is to keep you there. What does that look like? Um, because the integrations really operate behind the scenes in the main sort of areas that, that, that we focus on in the integration is work orders, which helps maintenance go keyless, not having to, to wait for keys or, or manage keys or work in and out of different units and having to, to bring nine, 10 keys along, you know, just for, you know, two, two, three, four work orders. Um, so, you know, the, the work order component to it and the move in and the move out process. And, and, and so a quick example there is, you know, if you're living in Yardie and you're moving a resident into uh, a unit behind the scenes, the integration in real time will ensure that the incoming resident receives their welcome email, the download to the app. And now they have a smart apartment within a matter of 30 seconds. What I love about the outgoing piece of this is if that resident now moves out, you know, um, property manager moves them out of the system. They not only, the outgoing resident, of course, loses access. But what I really like is now the task automations kick in. The thermostat goes into a vacant unit mode, door locks, and now you're good. Um, so maintenance isn't having to hustle up to 10 or 12 units a day to, to sort of shut them down or to put them in, in energy management mode. They don't have to worry about the exposure or risk of that door being unlocked. So it's taking a lot of time off of the plate of maintenance and leasing and also protecting the asset. You mentioned earlier, so I live in Denver and this actually happened about a week and a half ago. True story. We went from about 85 degrees to a foot of snow the next day. So for, you know, for folks that you know, live and work in multifamily, it's not uncommon to say, hey, I'm gonna have my air conditioning on one day. What if I leave town and now, and now it snows? And now you have pipe problems and water bursting. And, you know, I, I haven't met, met a property manager yet that hasn't had, it's kind of a nightmare story about water and it's preventable. Um, but the problem is when it's not prevented, it's really expensive, um, that type of damage. So that just doesn't have to happen anymore. And so when you have these types of systems in place, you know, you're really, you know, it's not replacing what, what our folks do on site, but it does make their job a lot easier. And so the asset owner loves that because it's mitigating risk and it's increasing the value of the property. And the operating team loves that as well because it just makes them more efficient in their day-to-day -day job. Yeah, I like what you said too, you're not trying to replace any jobs, you're trying to complement uh, the workforce with your system and just make, make life easier uh, for everybody involved. Um, when you have owners sign up, are they usually um, for, for this type of, uh, technology and we don't need to get into cost or anything on this show, but are you usually seeing owners treated as a capital expense item? Like you said, that it would, you know, it's going to increase the value or I cause it's really, to me, it's probably a one-time expense, but you have, you have maybe monthly charges as well. You don't have to get into what that looks like, but just wondering how that would work to, you know, wonder how that works and it, and attracts and, 
how that affects the bottom line. But in reality, like you said, you know, it's probably a net benefit because the RM goes down because you get the alerts and some other efficiencies start to take place. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, the dollars and cents make a ton of sense uh, when 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 you look at it and, you know, how it's done. It really sort of depends on, on the budget and how a group may want to go about it. There might be budget to to implement this type of technology. We've seen some groups really roll it into CapEx because there's a budget there and they'll pay for the recurring for two, three years in advance just to keep that uh, as a capital expenditure. Some will look at, at the operating expenditure and say, hey, look, we know that, that the rent lift that we can get from this will significantly offset our, our OPEX. And, and so it pencils out that way too. So there's a lot of different ways to kind of evaluate it and a lot of flexibility as well in how it can be implemented. Yeah, very interesting. And are there, what markets do you operate in? Every market in the country. Um, yeah, so, you know, with, you mentioned earlier, so Point Central is owned by Alarm.com. So, and we have north of 7 million systems in place, uh, homes nationwide, that single family, multifamily, vacation homes, et cetera. So there's, um, you know, for us, it's really important that we can not only you know, reach every market, but we have strategic service providers in every market that, um, that are a phone call away, which, which is really important for our customers. That's awesome. Mike, how can my audience find you? What's the best way? Sure. Uh, for, for me personally, um, Mike Branham at pointcentral.com. Um, also available on just going to the website and, and the submission form will find me as well. So um, any, any questions, uh, let us be a guide. Let us help you know, serve you and, and uh, understand how we can be of benefit. Awesome. And we'll have a link to Mike's uh, website and email in our social media platform description as well on, on iTunes. And if you liked what you heard and or saw today, please give us a rating and review would help Mike and I get our message out to a greater audience. So really appreciate that and looking forward to speaking to you again soon, Mike. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you.